Chapter 7 Wonderful Incarnation, Behavior of Sai Baba, His Yogic Practices, His All-Pervasiveness and Mercy, Leopard Devotee's Service, Master Karpade's Plague Case, Going to Pandrapur. Wonderful Incarnation Sai Baba knew all yogic practices. He was well versed in the six processes including dhoti, stomach cleaning by a moistened piece of linen which is 3 inch in breadth and 22 and half feet in length. Khandi yoga that is separating his limbs and joining them again and samadhi etc. If you thought that he was a Hindu, he looked like a Yavan and if you thought him to be a Yavan, he looked like a pious Hindu. No one definitely knew whether he was a Hindu or a Mohammedan. He celebrated the Hindu festival of Ram Naomi and due all formalities. At the same time, permitted the sandal procession of Mohammedans. He encouraged wrestling bouts in this festival. When Gokulashtami came, he got the Gopal Kala ceremony duly performed and on Eid festival, he allowed the Mohammedans to say their prayer namaz in his masjid. Once during Moram festival, some Mohammedan proposed to construct a tazia or a tabot in the masjid. Keep it there for some days and afterwards take it in the procession through the village. Sai Baba allowed the keeping of tabot for four days and on the fifth day got it removed from the masjid without the least compaction. If we say he was a Mohammedan, his ears were pierced, that is, had holes according to the Hindu custom. If you think that he was a Hindu, he advocated practice of circumcision. Though according to Mr. Nana Sai Chandorkar, who observed him closely, he was not himself circumcised. Wide article in Sai Leela on Baba Hindu Ki Yavan by B.V. Dev, page 562. If you call him Hindu, he always lived in the masjid. If Mohammedan, he always had Duni, sacred fight fire there and the following things which are contrary to Mohammedan religion that is grinding on the handmill, blowing of conch and bells and oblation in the fire, bhajan, giving of food and worship of Baba's feet by means of aragya were allowed there. If you think that he was a Mohammedan, the best of Brahmins and Agnihotris leaving aside their orthodox ways fell prostrate at his feet. Those who went to make inquiries about his caste were dumbfounded and were captured by his darshan. No one could definitely decide whether Sai Baba was a Hindu or a Mohammedan. This is no wonder for he who completely surrenders himself to the Lord by getting rid of egoism and body consciousness. Thus becomes one with him and has nothing to do with any questions of caste or nationality. Baba saw no difference between any two castes and even between beings. He took meat and fish with fakirs but did not grumble when dogs touched his the dishes with their mouth. Such a unique and wonderful incarnation was Sai Baba. On the accounts of the merits in my past birth, I had the good fortune to sit at his feet and enjoy his blessed company. 
the joy and the delight i derived therefrom was incomparable in fact sai baba was a pure anand and consciousness i cannot sufficiently describe him his greatness and uniqueness he who took delight at his feet was established in his own self many sanyasis sadaks and all sorts of men aspiring for salvation came to sai baba he always walked and talked and laughed with them and always uttered allah malik he never liked discussion or disputation he was always calm and controlled though irritable at times always preached vedanta and nobody knew till the last who was baba princesses and poor people were treated alike by him he knew the inmost secrets of all and when he gave expression to them all were surprised he was the repository of all knowledge still he feigned ignorance he was like disliked honor such he also disliked honor such were the characteristics of sai baba though he had a human body his de- deeds testified to his good hood all people considered him as god in shady behavior of sai baba ignorant as i am i cannot describe baba's miracles he got almost all the temples in shady repaired through tatya patil the temples of shani ganpati shankar parvati village deity and maruti were put in order his charity was remarkable the money he used to collect as dakshina was freely distributed rupees 20 to some rupees 15 or 50 to others every day the recipient thought that this was pure charity money and baba wished that it should be successfully employed people immensely by having baba's darshan some became people's benefited immensely by having baba's darshan some became hale and hearty wicked people were turned into good ones leprosy was cured in some cases many got their desires filled without any medicine been put in the eyes some blind men got back their sight and some lame ones got their limbs nobody could see the end of the extraordinary greatness his fame spread far and wide and pilgrims from all sides flocked to shirdi baba had his asan near the tuni and always rested there he sat there in meditation sometimes without a bath he used to tie a small white turban on his head and wear a clean dotar round his waist and a shirt on his body this was his attire in the beginning he first practiced medicine in village he examined patients and gave medicines he was always successful and he became famous hakim doctor a curious case may be narrated here one devotee had his eyes quite red and swollen no doctor was available in the shirdi the other devotees took him to baba in such cases the doctors would use ointments unguents cow's milk and camphorated drugs etc baba's remedy was quite unique he pounded some biba some corpus anacardium that is marking nuts and made two balls of them and thrust them on each eye of the patient and wrapped a cloth that's a bandage round them next day the bandage was removed and the water was poured over them 
the inflammation subsided and the pupils became white and clear. Though the eyes were delicate, the biba caused no hurt but removed the disease of eyes. Many such cases were cured. This is only one instance in this regard. Baba's Yogic Practices Baba knew all the processes and practices of yoga. Two of them will be described here. Dhoti Kriya or Cleaning Processes Every third day, Baba went to the well near Banyan tree. At a considerable distance from the masjid, washed his mouth and had a bath. On one occasion, he was seen throwing up his intestine, clean them inside and out and place them on a jam tree for drying. There are people of Shirdi who have actually seen this and who have testified to this fact. Ordinary dhoti is done by moisture on piece of linen 3 inches broad and 22 and a half feet long. This piece is gulped down the throat and allowed to remain in the stomach for about half an hour for being reacted there and then taken out. But Baba's dhoti was quite unique and extraordinary. Second is Khand Yoga. In this practice, Baba extracted the limbs from his body and left them separately at different places in the masjid. Once, a gentleman went to masjid and saw the limbs of Baba lying in the separate places. He was terrified. He first thought of running to the village officers and informing them of Baba being hacked to pieces and murdered. He thought that perhaps he would be held responsible as he was the first informant and knew nothing of something about the affair. So he kept silent. But the next day, when he went to the masjid, he was very much surprised to see Baba hale and hearty as before. He thought that what he had seen the previous day was just a dream. Baba practiced yoga since his infancy and nobody knew or guessed the proficiency. He had attended it. He charged no fees for his cures, became renowned and famous by his virtue of his merits gave health to many a poor and suffering person. This famous doctor of doctors cared not for his interest, but always worked for good and welfare of others. Himself suffering unbearable and terrible pain many a time in the process. One such instance I will relate now, which will show the all-pervasiveness and most merciful character of Sai Baba. Baba's all-pervasiveness and mercy. In the year 1910, Baba was sitting near the Duni on Diwali and warming himself. He was putting firewood in the, into the Duni, which was burning brightly. A little later, instead of pushing logs of woods, Baba pushed his arm into Duni. His arm was scorched and burnt. This was noticed by errant boy Madhav and also by Madhav Rao Desh Pandey. They at once ran to Baba and Madhav Rao clasped Baba by his vest from behind and dragged him forcibly backwards and asked, Deva, why you turn this? Then Baba came to his senses and replied, the wife of the blacksmith at some distance place was working with the bellows of furnace. Her husband called her, forgetting that her child was on her lap, she got up hastily and the child slipped into the furnace. I immediately thrust my hand into the furnace and saved the child. I do not my mind, 
my arm being burnt but i am glad that the life of the child is saved lepers devotees service on hearing the news of baba's hand being burnt from shama madhavrao despande mr nanasaheb chandorkar accompanied by the famous doctor parmanand of mumbai with his medical outfit consisting of ointments lint and bandages etc rushed to shirdi and requested baba to allow dr marmanand to examine the arms and dress the wound wound caused by the burn this was refused this was refused since that day the burnt arm was dressed by bagoji shinde a leper devotee his treatment consisted in massaging the burnt part with ghee and then placing a leaf over it and bandaging it tightly mr nana saheb chandorkar solicited baba many a time to unfasten the bandages get the wound examined dressed and treated by dr parmanand with the object that it may heal fast dr parmanand himself made similar request but baba postponed it by saying allah was his doctor and did not allow his arm to be examined Dr Parmanand's medicine were not exposed to the air of Shirdi as they remained intact but he had the good fortune of getting darshan of baba Bhagwaji was allowed to treat the hand daily after some days the arm healed and all were happy still we do not know whether any trace of pain was left or not every morning Bhagwaji went through his program of untying the bandages massaging the arm with ghee and tightly bandaging it again this went on till baba's samadhi sai baba a perfect siddha as he was did not really want this treatment but out of love for his devotee he allowed the upasana service of bagoji to go on uninterrupted all along when baba started for landi Bagoji held an umbrella over him and accompanied him every morning. Every morning when Baba sat near the post close to Duni, Bagoji was present and started his service. Bagoji was a sinner in his past birth. He was suffering from leprosy. His fingers had shrunk and his body was full of pus and smelling badly. Though out Outwardly, he seemed so unfortunate. He was really a very lucky and happy, for he was the premier servant of Baba and got the benefits of his company. Master Kharmpande's plague case. I shall now relate another instance of Baba's wonderful lila. Mrs. Kharmpande, the wife of Mr. Dada Sahib Kharmpande of. Uh, Uh, Amravati was staying at Shirdi with her young son for some days. One day, the son got high fever, which further developed into bubonic plague. The mother was frightened and felt most uneasy. She thought of leaving the place of for Amravati and went near Baba in the evening. When he was coming near the Vada, now Samadhi Mandir, in his evening rounds for asking his permission, she informed him in a trembling tone. that her dear young son was down with the plague baba spoke kindly and softly to her saying that sky is beset with clouds but they will disperse and pass off everything will is, will be smooth and clear 
So saying, he lifted up his kafni up to the west and showed to all present four fully developed bulbs as big as eggs and added, See how I have to suffer for my devotees, their difficulties are mine. Seeing this extraordinary and unique deed that Slila, the people were convinced as to how the saints suffer pains for devotees. The heart of the saint is softer than wax. It is soft in and out as butter. They love their devotees without any idea of gain and regard them as their true relatives. Going to Pandrapur. I shall now close this chapter after relating a story illustrating how Sai Baba loved his devotees and anticipated their wishes and movements. Mr. Nana Sahib Chandorkar, who was a great devotee of Baba, was a Mamladdar at Nandpur in Khandesh. He got an order to transfer to Pandrapur. His devotion to Sai Baba bore fruit. As he got an order to go and stay at Pandrapur, which is regarded as Bhuvaikuntha, heaven on heaven on earth, Nana Sahib had to take immediate charge. So he left for the place without even writing and or informing anybody at Shirdi. He wanted to give surprise visit at Shirdi. His Pandrapur see and salute his Vithoba and then proceed further. Nobody knew of Nana Sahib's departure for Shirdi. But Sai Baba knew all about this as his eyes were everywhere omniscient. As soon as Nana Sahib approached Nimga, a few miles from Shirdi, there was a stir in the masjid at Shirdi. Baba was sitting and talking with Mahaspati, Appa Shinde and Kashiram. When he at once said, Let us all four do some bhajans. The doors of Pandari are open. Let us sing merrily. Then they begin to sing in chorus. The bow of the song being, I have to go to Pandrapur and I have to stay on there for it is the house of my lord. Baba sang and the devotees followed. After a short while, Nana Sahib came there with his family, prostrated himself before Baba and requested him to accompany them to Pandrapur and stay with them there. This solicitation was not necessary as the devotee told Nana Sahib that Baba was already in the mood of going to Pandrapur and staying there. Hearing this, Nana Sahib was moved and fell at Baba's feet. Then after getting Baba's permission, Udi, Sakradesh and blessings, Nana Sahib left for Pandrapur. There is no end to Baba's stories, but let me now stop here, reserving for the next chapter other topics such as importance of human life, Baba's living on arms, Baiji Bai's service and other stories. Bow to Shri Sai. Peace to all. Jai Sai.